Welcome to the Jillian Winery Show. Today, we're going to be digging into the topic of suffering. Now, I understand that many of you might be finding yourself in a season of suffering right now, and maybe you're just feeling the weight of it and you're just feeling like, how do I move forward? Or some of you, maybe you're seeing a family member or someone that you love that's close to you that's been going through these hardships and trials and tribulations, tribulations just over and over and over again. And it's just grieving you to the point of you're wondering what's next or why is this still happening? You see a lot of the suffering that happens that we think of are due to an addiction, trauma, or breaking a part of a family, financial strains, an illness, diagnosis, accident, or even loss. But I want you to start digging as to why those things are happening and why God's allowing that suffering, because the list of suffering, it's never ending, but God's faithfulness is always unfailing. So again, you might be thinking if God is so faithful, why does God allow suffering? Now that's a question that has plagued billions of people throughout history. In fact, that was stunting me from walking with the Lord in my early twenties. I just couldn't get past that aspect, but it's a question that comes from the enemy, whispering it in our ears and in our minds to get us to stumble so that we won't come to the faith, that we won't be saved by God, that we won't fully believe or give our hearts to God because he can't go to heaven. He's already been kicked out. So he doesn't want us there either. He doesn't want us knowing God or having a relationship with him. And he wants us to fall away from the faith once we suffer or when we come across this question, because most people, we just can't understand how a perfect and just God has the power to do all things, but yet still allows suffering to exist. And even there's a temptation for believers who are maybe doing ministry and going full steam ahead of doing God's will and being bold in prayer and being part of the church body and doing all these things, but yet they're still suffering and they're wondering why is this still happening? So in this episode, I want to touch on some points that might shed some biblical wisdom as to what the Bible says about suffering. So the first aspect I want to draw your attention to comes to the enemy. Now the enemy plays a big role when it comes to suffering. And maybe this is something you haven't considered. So John 10, 10 says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. First Peter one, eight says, be alert and be of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour Ephesians six twelve. for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, the reality is that we are under spiritual attack daily. In fact, day in and day out, when trials and tribulations arise, the vast majority of us, we don't want to think for a second that it could possibly come from the devil because he's so crafty and so deceitful that he's gotten the vast majority of the world to believe that he doesn't even exist. In Genesis 3.1, it tells us that Satan is more crafty than any of the wild animals. But yet, sadly, the enemy's wickedness causes more havoc and immense suffering than any of us can begin to fathom. He's gotten so many people to not believe in the Lord, to not walk with the Lord, to commit suicide, to just so many things have happened. I mean, taking down families, he has created havoc in my own life. 
And while he and his demonic spirits are at work, the majority of people have their fingers still pointed at God. They're pointing it, pointing it at him as if God's responsible for this. And they're angry at God as if he did this. He's giving them the, the suffering and, and these trials to endure when it's really the work of the devil. And that type of suffering, my friends, is heartbreaking. So number two, my second point is that suffering can also be due to a result of our own sinful nature. Now, many of us, we don't want to admit this, but when it comes to some of our own suffering, it's literally from our own sinful doing, because the reality is that our God loves us so much that he gives us the power of free will. Now, even when he knows that we're going to make countless horrible decisions in the process because he can use it all for good, he still gives us free will, which that free will often leads us humans into sin, which plays a giant role in suffering. And that suffering also affects so many other people around us if we're not careful. Now, 1 John 3, 4 says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. Isaiah 59, 2, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he is not here. Galatians 6, 7 through 8, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that one he will also reap for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the work of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery. Oh, I'm sorry. Adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, envy, murders, drunkenness, um, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So you see, the reality is that we all sin. So if you're feeling shame or condemnation, that's not what I want you to feel right now, but I just want to shed light on that because Romans three twenty three says for all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, I remember when I was caught up in sin in my early twenties, um, I tore my ACL and I had to have surgery and I was on crutches. And I remember like having this moment of God totally allowed this to happen so that he can get me to stop and slow down because I was going, going, going caught up in sin. And he wanted to stop me so that I would seek him and realize what I was doing. And it was in that moment that I realized, oh my gosh, there's so much I need to turn from. And I was able in that season of suffering, able to have new eyes to see. So I was able to turn from so many sins that were taking over my life. So the third thing, third point I want to draw your attention to, which leads into this from that story is God will often use our suffering to save us and to sanctify us. You know, he does this to get our hearts to finally turn to him, to grow our faith as we pray and we seek through God through it. He also uses suffering to prune us from anything that's not bearing fruit in our lives, to sanctify us and to strengthen our walk, to, to humble us, to get us to check our hearts, to grow the church body. He gets people in suffering. I've seen people who have never believed they've claimed they're atheists. And all of a sudden I see them on social media asking for prayer requests. And then I've seen people even come to the Lord through immense suffering. So God will use suffering in so many ways, but yet the culture rejects suffering. 
They want to tell you lies that are clearly from the enemy. And these lies, you could see them on Pinterest, social platforms, screen tees, or even it's caught up in our language with phrases like, do you, or live your best life. You only live once or follow your heart. But all of those statements are lies. God has actually told us in his word to suffer for his sake. And that actually suffering will produce righteousness. In fact, once you give your heart to Christ, you might even find that all kinds of suffering are suffering, um, aspects are taking place in your life, that turmoil and tribulation. And that's because the enemy, when you give your heart to the Lord, he wants to uproot you. He wants you to fall away from God. And yet at the same time, God wants to strengthen you and to sanctify you so you can withstand the storms that are coming. So here's the real truth about suffering for Christ's sake. Not only so, this comes from Romans 5, 3 through 4, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. First Peter 1, 6 through 7, and all this you greatly rejoice Though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith or greater worth than gold, which perishes even through refined by fire may result in praise, glory, and honor with Jesus Christ is revealed. First Peter 4, 19. Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. 1 Peter 2.21, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. 2 Timothy 2.3, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ. James 1.2-4, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So don't listen to the lies and the norms of the culture because God isn't calling us to a comfortable life. Despite what your flesh may desire, the real blessing is enduring for God's sake and for the sake of others, even if it requires suffering. God is going to use that to bring you to the faith. God is going to use that to strengthen your faith. And God is going to use that to get you to the finish line. So point four, God, God's ways are simply higher than ours. And sometimes we have to endure suffering that we may never understand this side of heaven. But Isaiah 55, eight through nine says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways, my ways, says the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how um, inscrutable his ways. Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. So I want to remind you that sometimes we may not understand why we're suffering. Sometimes we won't even be able to put a finger as to why all these things are happening, but we have to trust God because sometimes in that we may never know. Also, it might be for the, the unbeliever who's seeing our life and how we're going to handle that and move forward in that. And that could be a testimony for them to realize, wow, God is real. I see Jesus in that person. I want to follow after that God. And so I just want to remind you that it's okay 
to not understand. Like we have to trust the Lord. And the fifth point I want to bring you to, which is my last point today, is that during the last days, we will see suffering and tribulation take place like never before. And my friends, I'm sorry to say this, but we are living in the last days. And if you don't believe me, dig into Bible prophecy and get back to me because it is happening right before our eyes. We're seeing things take place and align biblically in ways that we have never, ever seen. I mean, everything is in perfect alignment. That's just, I mean, it's incredible. So do not be surprised when you see these things take place. You just have to be watchful and ready and trust in the Lord. So 2 Timothy 3, 1 says, but understand this, that in the last days, there will become times of difficulty, Matthew 24, 12. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Matthew 24, six through seven, and you will hear of wars and rumors, rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed for this must take place, but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, earthquakes in various places, Acts 2, 19. And I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Matthew 24, 21, for then there will be great tribulation, tribulation, such as nothing has ever seen since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will be. So I know that's heavy, but I just want to prepare you for what's to come. So you can have that peace that surpasses all understanding, because when we see those sufferings take, take place, we know that the end is, is approaching. We don't know how long we have, but man, we need to lean on the Lord and not lose faith. So I know some of this was really heavy and you might be thinking, okay, well now what, now what do I do? So I wanted to leave you with some hope and I wanted to just be that hope bringer right now that my friend Summer always says, so that we can combat that suffering in a way that's fruitful and wise. So how do we do that? Well, when it comes to the devil, James four, seven says, submit yourself then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now that is some hope. First Peter five, nine, resist the devil standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Also read Ephesians six and put on the whole armor of God daily. Okay. When it comes to sin, if you're getting caught up in it, first John one, nine, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then um, Mark 9, 4, 43, this one seems intense, but just hear me out. It says, and if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands and go to hell to the unquenchable fire. Now, what God is saying is cut off sin right when you see it, literally cut it off. Don't tempt, don't be tempted to play around with it, to dance around it, to be in community with people that are doing it. You cut it off because the, the enemy does not play around. He is here to kill, still and destroy Two Corinthians six fourteen. Do not be un, unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or fellowship that has light with darkness. Proverbs 13, 20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Now I put these in with sin because it's easy to be tempted to hang out with people, even if someone you love or family that are caught up in sin. I don't believe in the Lord and you cannot think that that's not going to have an effect on you and that you won't get caught up in sin because 
any of us can fall in the trap, even the highest of highest believers that you may, you know, admire. And we may think is just amazing at any point the devil could try to get to entice them and get them to fall through sin. I mean, we see the devil coming up to Jesus right before he went on the cross. He tried to entice him, you know, and, um, get Jesus to, to deny him through Peter and not walk forward and going to the cross because he knew that that would be the saving grace. So I just want to remind you that no one is exempt from sinning. So even if you feel like you've grown from sin and you know, you're not taking part in that and you've healed from it. Don't hang out with people who are still embarking in those same sins that once entrapped you. Okay. When it comes to suffering, um, that God is allowing, I want to point you to these few scriptures, Romans 12, 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. First Peter five, seven, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Proverbs three, five through six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. First Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. All right, when it comes to God's ways being higher than ours, I want you to remember that many of our sufferings God allows for the sake of adding more people to the kingdom. And so if we don't go through these sufferings and get stronger or people see how it's changed us and reshaped us more in the image of God, then how are they going to get saved? And how amazing that we can go through suffering and it brings someone else to the kingdom of God in eternity. I mean, to me, that is so worth it. So 2 Timothy 2.10 says, therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain, that they also may obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Philippians 1.29, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. All right. When it comes to end times, here's some things I want to encourage you with Matthew 24, four, and Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray. So be on watch for that. First John three, seven, it says, let no one deceive you. So be on watch for that. Matthew 24, 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So how do we endure to the end? We stay close to God. We make his voice the loudest. We open the word. We get into worship. We be around biblical community. We get to church. We go out and do God's will. And we just let that new life wash over us, even in the midst of suffering. So all in all, I want to remind you that suffering will happen for all of us. None of us are exempt for suffering or exempt from suffering. We will all endure it. I mean, time and time and time again, and we're seeing why it needs to happen because it saves us. It sanctifies us. It prunes us. It, it grows our faith. It humbles us. There's so many things that produce righteousness and the fruits of the spirit that we need that come from suffering. And so God will do this for many reasons. And he allows the enemy and sin and free will and all those things to, to allow us the choice of all, all of that and allows the devil to do certain things because he knows that he can use it for good, for the suffering of our sake. And so, or for Christ's sake. Um, so I hope that sheds some light. And also want to remind you that just because you're in a season of suffering where you see someone else suffering, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you or love them. It's not what that means. In fact, God kind of gives those hard battles 
to some of the people he's got hard callings on to fulfill. I mean, I've, I've seen people walk through so much hardship and then I'm like, oh my gosh, they did that. And then they went to this. And I even see that in the Bible from Saul to Paul, look what he did. He was murdering people caught up in sin and God used him because he wanted him to actually save people and do the opposite for good, for God's glory. And like, man, is that a redemptive work? So um, I just want to remind you that the Bible says that God calls the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. So none of us are exempt from suffering. So in the midst of pain and of suffering and sorrow, do not lose faith, but keep the faith, keep trusting in God and the outcome that God has for you. Keep leaning on him and keep growing and, and just surrendering to what God has for you. Knowing that if we endure, even when it's beyond what we can feel like we can bear, we just cry out to the Lord and cast up all of that on him because he is the maker of strength and he will allow us to persevere and finish the race that's set before us exactly how it should, if we just keep walking. So if you or someone, you know, is suffering right now, I want to make sure I say, I'm so sorry, because I know there are so many things that you could be going through that are so hard. And I've gone through so many seasons of just breaking, like you, you get to this point in suffering sometimes where you just feel like you're breaking, but God will use that breaking to remold you. I've seen it firsthand happen in my life and it's hard, but when you start to heal, it is so, 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 so beautiful and so worth it. I would do it again and again, because I wouldn't be able to be on this other side and help other people. I want to be the mom I am. I want to be the woman I am. And so I'm thankful for all the suffering, even when it was of my own doing, because God was able to use it for his glory. And so I just want to remind you that God is with you in this and God is closer than your breath. So keep leaning on his word and he's going to renew your strength. So thank you for tuning in. As always, if you check the show notes, I've got some resources that I think will be really helpful for you, including a few books. One is a book called Suffer Strong. It's written by a husband and a wife. So you can read this with a partner or you could read it by yourself or maybe gift it to um, a man who's maybe going through this or a woman. Uh, but it's talking about suffering that they endured an extreme hardship and how God gave them new life and used it for good. And I was actually able to hear um, the woman who wrote this speak and she just rocked me because she is so strong. I don't just the strength God gave her through this is beyond incredible. And so I also have in the show notes, some worship songs to encourage you through any seasons of suffering. You may find yourself in two at the two at the top of the list are my current favorite worship songs on repeat, because they just remind me of all the suffering that I've been in and how God's just shining a light on it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and, um, and just trust that God is with you be around that biblical community. I want to say it again, get to church, read the word, blast the worship music, pray fervently without ceasing, circling your home in prayers and watch how God will turn things for good. If you just put your faith in him, if you're caught up in sin, you repent and you turn towards him and you just boldly pray against the enemy, just watch and see how God will use it all for good. So I hope you guys just have a great week and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.